Good morning, guys. The last few weeks, we've been talking about um, calling and what that means in our lives. And today, we're going to talk about uh, calling. We're also going to be talking about reconciliation and how that relates to our calling. I'm really excited to talk about that today. Um, but first, I invite you to grab a coffee and join me this morning as we go on a little adventure together. I think we can have a lot of fun with this. As we talk about reconciliation, um, I think it's probably important to really understand what that means. Um, I looked it up to make sure that I was right, but um, essentially reconciliation is this idea that um, of making something whole again, um, making something uh, as it once was, full and whole. And um, the Bible actually talks about reconciliation quite a bit. and. Uh, Right here, actually, in our scripture that we're going to be looking at today, um, it, it mentioned reconciliation, reconciling quite, um, a lot, and um, I, I think maybe it has something important to say. So, let me read our scripture for today. It's um, found in 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 17. So it says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Now think about that for a second. Um, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Who belongs to Christ? The old life is gone, a new life has begun. All of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him, to bringing people back to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin that we could be made right with God through Christ. And what this is essentially meaning is that Jesus exemplified to us what it means to be reconciled. He laid down his life so that the barrier between us and God or any kind of obstacle that was in that way could be removed, that barrier being sin, that we no longer have to worry about any kind of thing in the way between us and God, that we actually have that ability to be whole with Christ.
That's what Jesus did for us on the cross, is he made us whole again. What he did is he took on every single thing that we did against him. Whether that was hurting our neighbors, whether that was hurting ourselves, whether that was hurting our relationship with God, Christ took all of that, bore it all, and said, I still love you. I still want relationship with you, no matter what you've done, no matter what, what, what you're dealing with, no matter what you're saying to yourself, and no matter what you're saying about your God. Jesus exemplified to us that we are to be reconciled, that, that, that we are reconciled between ourselves and him. Um, but it didn't stop there. It, it didn't. It, it, this, these verses actually um, tell us that we are now to become ambassadors. And that God is show, revealing himself through us. And how he reveals himself through us is by us reconciling, not just with God, not just with ourselves, but with everyone around us. And so today I want to talk about that, what that means. So I want to go on a trip with you guys. I want to talk to you guys about what that means. I want to talk about reconciling. I want to talk, tell you guys a story of someone I know who really struggled with reconciliation and, and reconciling with someone. Uh, and then I want to take you somewhere. Because there's this uh, metaphor that I couldn't shake when I was thinking about this story. And it's the metaphor of, of a gardener and what they do. Um, I have these plants here. These, uh, these are bonsais. And as you can see, they're at different stages of growth. Um, I have this one. Uh, it's not really started at all. It's just a pile of dirt. Um, I have this one. A couple of them are springing up there. And I have these ones that are growing a bit bigger and, and having a little bit more definition. But none of them actually... Um, look like what they're gonna be fully look like. They, they're just like, they look like grass right now. They look like oddly shaped grass, but they're actually gonna become full trees. And, um, well, that's the hope anyway. Um, and I want to take you on a little trip, and when we get there, I want to talk about what it means when you actually reconcile. Um, because I think reconciliation often um, oftentimes we look for results in our own life or we look for immediate results and a lot of the time reconciliation is like a garden or is like a tree growing immediate results don't happen but they but they might happen over time so let's let's go on a little trip and I want to take you up to uh, to Bright Creek um, it's, it's 4.40 in the morning. Um, if you look over here, yeah, it's quite early in the morning. So I'm excited to go. Let's go on a little trip this morning to show you guys something I'm excited to show you guys. 
a few years ago, um, I was sitting having coffee with the students and I was hearing and listening to their story. Their story um, was probably a pretty common one where um, the, their mom remarried and this new guy had moved into their house and was mistreating the student um, quite a bit. And uh, it was a new dynamic and um, the student was forg uh, really struggling with forgiveness and trying to move on. And, um, and, and I kind of encouraged, uh, I encouraged the student with uh, trying to tell them that forgiveness is often not about the person that you're forgiving, but it's about moving on yourself. It's about realizing that this person that has hurt you um, has very little to do with who you are as a person and has more to do with how they how they are dealing with their own life and you happen to have gotten in the way um, and so that's how I usually encourage um, people to move on and to forgive is is to realize that um, it's about yourself moving on it's allowing yourself to to drop the baggage of your life and and to move on freely um, but oftentimes uh, I don't stop there especially when I'm in a mentoring situation um, I think a lot of times uh, forgiveness while it is very important to um, it's very important to to move on yourself I think it has a lot uh, that a step forward from forgiveness is actually reconciliation and that looks a lot different than just moving on yourself because like I was talking about earlier reconciliation is about making something whole again and sometimes you don't actually see the product of making something whole again um, and it goes beyond who you are. And so forgiveness and reconciliation, I think, go hand in hand. But reconciliation might be a little bit further than forgiveness. Like I was talking about earlier with, with Jesus um, exemplifying what reconciliation is. Yes, Jesus forgave us of our sins. Yes, Jesus did forgive us. But he also reconciled us and he actually forgot or chose to forget everything that we were and all of the bad and the ugly that we are. And he reconciled and made us whole again. And so oftentimes I think reconciliation is really important, especially when in light of our calling. Um, the, the scriptures talked about how um, it is we are called to reconciliation and it is uh, something and then we are to be ambassadors of that we are uh, how we show Christ's love is reconciling and I think that's more reconciling is more than just moving on and dropping the baggage of your life but it's about making a situation whole again and I think that that's a further step that's really hard to to um, navigate because it's really hard to imagine a situation where someone has really hurt you and imagine that that person 
and you can actually be made whole again. A couple of years ago, um, I went on a road trip and the road trip, the purpose was to drive to California. Uh, we got in a car, uh, three of us, and we drove to Vancouver and then we drove south down to California. And part of that uh, trip was, um, the purpose of it was to drive along the ocean highway that, um, that's, from the, that's found between Vancouver and California. And along that highway um, is a lot of beauty and a lot of really cool things. And one of the things that you come across is, is as, you're, as you're entering into Oregon and you uh, go south towards California, there's these big, huge trees. These trees, they're called redwood trees, and they're, they're the biggest trees um, in the entire world. Um, some of them are so big that they dwarf even skyscrapers. They look too... They look so big that they, they, they almost look like they're fake. They're so massive, and, and some, some, some of the trunks, you can't even get half your arms width around them. They're so big. And... They're also incredibly old. Some of the trees in these forests, they're 2,000 plus years old, meaning that these trees were alive during the Roman Empire, during when Jesus was around, um, which is an incredible thing. And um, it got me thinking, there's, there's this song that I've been really, really liking lately, and it's called The Road, The Rocks, and The Weeds. And uh, it talks about in this song about how um, about this idea of planting sequoia trees. And sequoia trees are, well, the, the proper Latin word for these redwood, redwood trees that I'm talking about. And these trees that grow so big and large. And the song talks about why, why would I uh, plant sequoia trees if, if you're never going to actually be able to enjoy them. Um, which is true. Um, 30, 40, 50 years after planting one of these, they won't even reach anywhere near the size that they could be. In fact, for you to enjoy the size of, of these trees and the majesty and, the, and the, the giantness of these trees, you need to wait thousands of years. So when I look at trees over here, they come and they're sprouted from, from acorns. Um, this small tree um, might be a few years old, but, but these larger ones could be 40 or 50 years old, or maybe even older. Some of these trees may be a couple of hundred years old, considering their size. Um, I think forgiveness and I think reconciliation kind of are like these trees. Um, if you plant a tree, you might not see what it does. You might not be able to see or experience the true beauty of what they eventually become. But I think that's actually what happens when reconciliation is at work. When you try to make things whole again, where you move towards people when you move towards people and realize that you might not actually see the beauty 
of reconciliation immediately. So what Jesus did is um, look forward and realize what he did and who he encountered and um, what he accomplished had much greater impact than the people he was with at the time. In fact, what he did accomplished more for hundreds and thousands of years. And I think that when we have the mindset of reconciliation having a much bigger impact than just the people around us, but in fact it has the impact of growing into something that we could never imagine it growing into, that we might actually never be able to see the completed crop of the trees that we've planted, and that that's actually okay. And that Christ has called us to reconcile, and in doing that, while we might not be able to see the impact, it's still there. So my encouragement to you guys, when you're thinking about your calling, when you're thinking about reconciliation and how that um, intertwines, I think we are all called to reconciliation. I think the Bible is quite clear in those verses that we read earlier. That reconciliation brings us closer to God. It brings us closer to one another, even if we can't see it immediately or even in our lifetime. Because just like these trees, they grow and grow and grow. And maybe, even if in not our lifetime, people will experience the true beauty of reconciliation even when you're not around. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think that that is something worth going after. And I think that that is our calling. So, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace as you go out reconciling with the world and loving the people around you. May God bring you peace. Amen.